on the Jacob Beer today, I'm so privileged to have on Jim Herrick, who's a coach. Um, he coached a lot of teams, UCLA, Georgia, Rhode Island, several others as well. How are you doing? Jacob, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you coming on my show. I reached out to uh, another coach and they never got back to me, so I appreciate you reaching back out. Um, so how did you kind of get involved with basketball? I played at the University of Charleston. I uh, played high school ball. As, I was really a phenom in junior high and just pretty good in high school and played college a little bit and and, uh, you know, I'd always played, it'd been part of my life. And I came out to California, I started teaching school, but I had to have another year of education because they require five years to teach high school. So I had to go back and work on my credential. And while I was doing that, I met a high school coach at Morningside High School in Inglewood, California, right beside the Forum and Hollywood Park Racetrack. And he ended up hiring me, and I was a JV basketball and JV baseball and English teacher at Morningside High School. And that's how I started the same year John Wooden won his first national championship. And I started coaching, and I watched him. And I said, hey, that's what I want to do. I like the way they play. And so I patterned everything after him and went to his clinics. And, and uh, it was a great, great, uh, you know, Jacob, I hope you. Hope you have a guy that I had like John Wooden, my teacher, my mentor, my advisor, and guy I could go to at any time for almost anything, but just a great, great leader of men, a teacher, uh, humble, and a greatest human I've ever known. I've been very, 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 very fortunate to get to know him. I was a first director of the John Wooden basketball camp. And I got to know him personally very, very well. And he is the cornerstone of everything I've done. Wow. So then from high school basketball, how did you kind of get involved with college basketball? Of course, you were at another college before UCLA won a title. So what was that transition like from high school to college? Well, I ended up in 1973 having the number one high school team in America. Now, that's hypothetical by Basketball Weekly, but Basketball Weekly was the Bible for basketball in those days. And I had, we had, our whole group had uh, Kevin Love's father, Stan Love, who was an NBA player uh, at our high school. He was a great player, went on to Oregon. And, and then I had another player at my high school, a kid named Billy Ingram, went to Oregon. And the Oregon assistant coach ended up being John Wooden's assistant at UCLA. And, and really, there were no emails and cell phones and things in those days. So really, guys didn't know each other that well. But the Oregon assistant knew me because he had recruited two of our players. And so we were really, really close. His name was Frank Arnold. He ended up coaching BYU, took Danny Ainge and that group to the Elite Eight. and. Uh, they got beaten Elite Eight, but he was a great, great, great basketball coach. And he and John Wooden, but him mostly recommended me to Utah State as an assistant. And I went up there as an assistant basketball coach and stayed four years. And then I was very, it became the crossroads of my career. 
I got the assistance job at UCLA and uh, 77 to 79, two years after Coach Wooden had retired. And uh, from that, I coached there two years and I got the Pepperdine head coaching job. I was there nine years, then eight years at UCLA, two years at Rhode Island, four years at Georgia. I coached, uh, uh, scouted three years in the NBA and coached two years in the development league. And then I retired. Wow. And I just got to ask the big question. What was it like the year that you went all the way in March Madness? Of course, you've been a lot of years. You had a lot of good years, no matter if it was at Georgia, Rhode Island, um, other schools. What was it like the year that you won it all, the big dance? Was what was a, that like? I was a head coach for 23 years. And 16 of those years, we went to the NCAA tournament. Um, uh the ride, the journey was just absolutely spectacular. You know, uh, sometimes you go into the tournament uh, really playing well like Connecticut did. Sometimes you go into the tournament a little banged up. Somebody's sick. Somebody's injured. You're not playing quite as well. You know, UConn lost six out of eight in January, and people had written them off, and they turned it around and – so really how you're playing, you know, at that time of the year, you try to peak your team for that, but that doesn't always work out. So we made a nice run. We had gotten beat the year before when we were, we were number one in the country at mid-year 94. And then uh, I had one guy had a back surgery. One guy had a high ankle sprain. One guy had back spasms. One guy, I mean, it was just a plethora of things. So one guy had some personal problems and, we went in the toilet and went seven and seven the rest of the way in the first round of the NCAA, got our brains beat out. So I was uh, quite up, quite apprehensive going into the tournament. You know, it's kind of those hold your breath and see how it goes. And we won the first game easily. And then Missouri, Missouri had us on the ropes and really had us on the ropes. And that's a, you don't recall, but there was a kid named Tyus Sedney. They went the length of the floor in 4.8 seconds. They show those highlights a lot uh, to win the game for us. It was one of the great, great plays in NCAA basketball history. And uh, bring it up on YouTube. You can watch it. Uh, Tyus Edney going the length of the floor against Missouri in the second round of the 95 tournament. And he, he, he saved us. And after that, nobody got close to us. We beat wow. Mississippi State badly. We beat UConn in the Elite Eight. And then we beat uh, big country Reeves and Oklahoma State in the semifinals and then beat Arkansas, the defending national champions, with Corliss Williamson in the finals and uh, won it. It was a, a great, great moment. I had been to all kinds of NCAA tournaments, probably starting in 71 and gone and sat and sat up high and sat down low and sat everywhere. And, you, and what you do, you're like a boy in the backyard. You just dream. You just dream of – taking your team to the tournament. And, and wow. uh, Jacobs, I, uh, I grew up in Charleston, West Virginia. Went to college there. After college, I worked that summer, got married, and left that night and came to California. And I drove in town uh, and knew nobody. I had a couple cousins out here, but I knew nobody. 
And 19 years later, I was a head basketball coach at Pepperdine. And 28 years later, I was a head basketball coach at UCLA. Which is one of so the say, top three say, programs. I say anybody, you know, anybody with, you know, I'm lucky, I guess, and but worked hard and had some great success and just pounded and believed and, and uh, believed in the Lord. And there's all kinds of things that happen. And, and uh, you know, to, to take your, and then I remember, I remember I went to Pepperdine and I had worked, uh, you know, I've worked 13 years in high school. I worked six years in assistant. That's 19. That's two years of Pepperdine, 2021. My third year at Pepperdine, I've been in, I've been teaching and coaching 23 years. And I got to take my team to the NCAA tournament. You think wow. those players were excited? How do you think excited I was? Pretty was excited. Just, but it's the, you know, to me and to us in the business, it's the greatest show on earth. And I got to take my team to the NCAA tournament. And now fast forward to 95, I got to take my team to the final four. Wow. And I'm there with Nolan Richardson, who won it the year before, Dean Smith, who had won it, Eddie Sutton, who had never won it and really had never been there, but uh, yeah, he had been there once. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, you know, legendary coaches with a lot of, a lot of games that they won, you know, and I remember I was sitting with Dean Smith at a banquet the night before and he kind of elbows me in the ribs and he looks over at me and says, hey, Jim, he says, uh, they never remember who finished second. Wow. <laughs> I, said, I said, thanks for that. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it was a great, great run, a great experience. I had a lot of, I had three seniors, uh, Ed O'Bannon, Tyus Edney, and a guy named George Zedek uh, from Czechoslovakia and, and they were great leaders, great workers. They'd been in the program. Had a couple great freshmen who infused enthusiasm into our program. Toby Bailey, who got 26 in the national championship game, and uh, J.R. Henderson, who played for years and years in basketball overseas. And, and I had a kid named Cameron Dollar that came in. Ty said he didn't play in the championship game. And, Ty said he, uh, Cameron Dollar came in and just was outstandingly brilliant in the national championship game with, I think, four points and eight assists, or something like that. I, I'm not quite sure, but but he was just outstanding. We only played six guys in the national championship game, and Ed O'Bannon played 40 minutes. Wow. And uh, we were in great shape, uh, great condition. And I think, I think if I'd have taken Ed O'Bannon out of the game, he'd probably squeeze my eyeballs out. But uh, he was just, he was got 30 and 17. He was a national player of the year. Uh, he was a Gatorade high school player of the year and tore his knee up as a freshman and it took him a year and a half to get back. And so, but to magnificent player for us. And uh, it's just a thing that, you know, 25 years later, we all got on a Zoom call and there was guys and one guy in Czechoslovakia and one guy in, in, uh, Overseas, one guy in Japan, uh, another guy in uh, somewhere overseas, a couple guys in New York, two in Seattle. We all got on a Zoom call for about wow. three or four hours. It was one of the really one of the highlights of my life, and we just laughed and joked and told stories and reminisced. And 
really uh, kind of that's what it's all about, Jacob. Uh, not really your record or how you did over the years, but how you treat young people in your life and your in your position as a coach and a leader. How you treat young people and and they all call me. They all call me on Father's Day, birthday, Christmas, text me. So that's you know, really sweet. if they don't like you, if they don't like you, they're not going to call you. So <laughs> they're not coming back. So that part of it is really sweet for me. Um, do you have by chance, and that's a really incredible thing to hear, that you are a mentor to them, you know. Um, who, if you had to pick a coach, who is your favorite coach to coach against or who maybe you're good friends with off the court, which just might be a hard question because you've coached a lot of games. Who would it be? Would it be Coach K? Would it be Tom Izzo? Would it be somebody who I didn't mention, which I only mentioned too? Well, so do you have one mountain, off the top of your head? The mountaintop of uh, the Mount Rushmore coaches that I played that I thought were the best coaches I coached against. And I that's really hard because, you know, I, I might leave somebody out and everything, but certainly uh, Bobby Knight and Mike Krzyzewski and Dean Smith. Tom Izzo, uh, uh, Lute Olson was absolutely magnificent. Uh, 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 Jim Calhoun at Connecticut was another one. Those guys are just, to me, they stand out as uh, guys. Now, now I know that right now Bill Self and certainly Jim Beheim uh, or up there is out. Uh, Jay Wright was a guy who was just spectacular. Oh, spectacular. absolutely. The last 10 years, he was why well, I, I hate saying this. The last 10 years, he was better than Duke, he was better than Syracuse. I mean, yeah. he, I was shocked he kind of stepped away last year. Had he stayed, I mean, Villanova this year, even with the roster they had last year, they struggled. That just showed how good of a coach Jay Wright was. Yeah, he Incredible. was outstanding. So, there are some really great coaches, and there's some great high school, NAIA, Division three, two and one coaches that that you know. There's some really great coaches, and uh, you know, I, right now I got a granddaughter that's uh, that's a pretty good player, Jacob. She's top one hundred and fifty in the country, and is she in high school or college? She's high school. She's a junior. Wow. She got another year, and she's she's really she's really good. I mean, I've watched 100 women's games the last two years, and I'm telling you, she's pretty good. Wow. And I want her to be with a coach that's going to teach her, going to coach her, going to be her mentor, going to love her, discipline her, yes, but praise her and and and, and uh, we have great, great, great respect for her. So uh, that's what I'm looking for. For sure. And kind of my last question to close it out with is, do you have any prediction for next year or teams on the rise, such as maybe FAU again, Dustin is going to stay there? Do you have any kind of prediction like that? You know, I, I've really got to get down and see, number one, who's returning and who's going into the portal. So that that changes everything. I, I, it's almost like coaching a junior college team now. You know, you get a new team almost every year and you lose guys and get guys and shoot, nobody knows who's on whose roster. And I think they've legislated loyalty out of out of uh 
out of college because they give a, kids a license to go to another school. And they say, well, coaches can do that, but it's a coach's livelihood. It's their livelihood. And, and they have a right to make a choice in that with their family and kids and, and everything. And, and, uh, but, you know, uh, what they've done to basketball with the uh, IRL and all that stuff, uh, uh, crazy. It's a crazy time right now. So I can't predict who's going to be good next year. I don't know how many guys Connecticut got back or Florida Atlantic's got back uh, or San Diego State's got back. Uh, who's going in the portal? And there are too many questions to answer to try to predict who's going to be good next year. Interesting. Well, I appreciate you coming on the Jacob Beer Show today. Jacob, I'm proud of you, man. I think you do a great job. What you're doing is uh, shows me a vision, shows me foresight, shows me. I've always said, Jacob, young people who can communicate their thoughts and ideas to others will be successful. And you do that. You came after me. You got me. And I laud you for it. Proud of you. Keep it going. Call everybody. Uh, you know, you can take no, but you'll get some yeses. For sure. And uh, good luck to you, man. Proud of you. Very, very proud of you. Thank you.